DJ, can you do me a favor and do me yeah. your best Adam Sandler impression? Abby Doobie. That's Jimmy Fallon's <laughs> impression of him. Um, let's see. Uh, you also have to talk like this and then get really angry. <laughs> Shampoo is better. No conditioner is better. Is that it's, from a specific It thing? sounds more like Homestar Runner when I do it. Yeah. It's almost like he's cartoonish. Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler? Adam No, he's the one that wrote all those Abraham Lincoln books, right? <laughs> that was a Carl Sandburg reference. Oh, that's good. That's great. That's a great reference. You know what? Welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot. <laughs> this is the podcast where we look back on things from our childhood and uh, see if they were any good. My name is DJ. My name's Damon. And uh, Damon does a masterful Adam Sandler impression, which he will now regale you with for the next 45 minutes, give or take. Wow. Uh, oh, well, I'm sort of talking <laughs> up in my... Oh, I'm so mad because I'm a man-child. Does that... that one, I feel like my first one was better than that one. I feel like in all of his movies, um, he has, like, super strength. <laughs> is that wrong? Like, no, he does. Like, I feel like. I mean, it's for comedic effect, but he like. I mean, obviously, Happy Gilmore is the best example, which is not the movie we're watching today, right? But that's the second Adam Sandler joint, and he can also like hit a golf ball like crazy, and he's uh, a hockey player that just brings that strength to the golf game. Does he have? And obviously, Water Boy, he's like a gifted tackler, right? He can kill people with his bare hands or something. And what, no, I think he has. Well, and this, he's like just paired with children, so right. he's superhuman by comparison. That's why I think this one. I remember now. I don't want to preemptively defend this movie too much. If that's and please, way, if that's no, spoilers. no spoilers. No uh, spoilers. <laughs> But I think that this one, like, is the one that makes the most sense, even though it's probably the weirdest of these movies. Uh-huh. I remember this being, even back in the day, now, this is one of half a dozen movies that I got all of my words from. All I did, of your words from? I did not actually speak in my own language. Your parents didn't get you a speak and say? They just got you a, a VHS just, copy of Billy Madison? I watched Billy Madison. I watched That Thing You Do, Happy Gilmore, Dirty Work. Um, there's some I'm forgetting. Ace Ventura was up there, oh. and a handful, a handful of other movies. I'm sure Ninja Turtles, obviously, and I, everything I said was just reconstructed words from those movies, <laughs> in one way or another. They actually do that in citizenship tests now. Yes, so that's yeah. Can you say the Pledge of Allegiance? No, that's fine. Can you recite Tommy Boy from front to back? <laughs> yes, yes. Welcome Thank to you. the United States of America. Have a popsicle. I don't know. That's really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of giving them the right to vote necessarily, yeah. no, give them a voter not. registration card. We'll that. give you a popsicle. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Now well, get vote. to work. They'll vote for Democrats. No way. Absolutely. Well, were we giving away free things? No. Aside from popsicles. Um, what were your memories of this movie? First off, DJ, thank you for asking. You're welcome. Uh, I have never seen this movie. <gasps> really? Uh, Adam Sandler makes me profoundly uncomfortable. I very much in the vein of uh, Jim Carrey. I think it's very much associated. Jimothy Carrey? Jimothy. Yeah. (laughs) 
James Carey the fourth. I think it, it mostly reflects more on the people who liked Adam Sandler when I was a kid. Yeah. I was a little bit of a comedy nerd and probably, I don't know if you can imagine this, but maybe a little bit of a little elitist snob. Um, when I was you, a child. <laughs> Damon Russell Xanthopoulos, there's no way. And uh, I remember, I, I think I got not, probably not crazy earlier than my peers, but I got into SNL a little bit earlier than my peers. Right. And I remember when everyone else started getting into it when you're 12 or 13, like they're like, Adam Sandler, and I was like, Phil Hartman is really the glue that's holding these skits together. So you're all idiots. Um, But also his humor reminded me a lot of my peers as well, which was a lot of like weird sounds. It's very sophomoric. Yeah. Probably bringing a guitar for no reason into something. Well. If you call not singing, pointing any fingers. If you call singing hoagies and grinders, no reason. Uh, you, lunch lady song. Uh, lunch lady song. Um, and also, he was a proto Jimmy Fallon in that he he broke a little bit more than most people. Not as bad as Jimmy Fallon. I was gonna say, but he did like Jimmy get Fallon smirky. Perfected the <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. That was his stick. Um, so I didn't like Adam Sandler. And then when his movies came out, they seemed so profoundly. Not me. Like the commercials were almost like, "Hey, Damon, go make yourself a sandwich." We're going to be advertising to everyone who is not you for right the next now. two two and a half <laughs> minutes. You're not uh, needed here. <laughs> Please leave. Um, so I didn't. I've never seen Happy Gilmore, and I've never seen Billy Madison. I okay. have seen uh, The Wedding Singer, which I do like, despite hating both Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. You hate Drew Barrymore. I find her effervescence off-putting. Okay. Stop acting like everything is a new and wondrous thing you discovered. You are from a dynasty of actors and actresses. Stop pretending like, oh, I'm just a lucky girl with a little bit of spunk. No, you're a rich kid who did not get lucky. You you got a meeting with your granddad's friend. You want her to act more privileged. That's what you want. <laughs> My takeaway is, act. no, I just want her to act... I don't know. What Act I wanna, like you I, didn't I, earn this. That's what you want. That's what I want. You're, you know what? Yes. That's okay. what I want. That's my Operation Varsity Blues. Okay. Get out of here, Drew Barrymore. Oh, Olivia Jade. <laughs> um, A name OJ. I now know. I call her OJ. I think when Ryan Murphy does his next season of American Crime Story, <laughs> it'll be about another OJ, Olivia Jade. Um. As I mentioned, this was a very big movie for me. Uh, quoted it all the time. I think, having said that, I don't think it's going to hold up super well. Um, I think there's the going to be... blackface. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> Wait, there isn't any blackface, is it? You know, I can't guarantee that there's not. <laughs> I think uh, with a lot of movies of this era, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some homophobia I missed. There's going to be some... A lot of silly noise. I remember even then, even of the movies we watched and like, this was the weirdest one or among the weirdest ones. Uh-huh. Um, Cause there's this whole like, so the whole premise is if I'm recalling correctly, uh, Billy Madison is a stupid man child. Who's a rich kid. Whoa, 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 slow down. Adam Sandler is a what? You hurt me. Now in this movie, he's a stupid man child. <laughs> yeah. Just to sort of get your head around. Just to, yeah. Well, and this, you He's going to be doing a little legwork acting wise. This set the tone. <laughs> and he's, uh, he's a rich kid. So he's just like, he hangs out with his stoner friends. And there's a lot of like, um, 
like drug trip stuff in the beginning okay. where he's like seeing a penguin and stuff. And, but his dad says he like, can't, I don't know, take over the company or something. I don't know why you would want to do that. Maybe it's not take over the company. And I think you might be thinking of Tommy boy. No, I know that, but like this one, maybe like he can't get his inheritance or something. There's something he can't get unless he goes back and graduates, gets his degree. And so he has to basically, he's failed so many, he's just been sort of swept under the rug all the way up to where he is now that he has to go back starting like at the beginning of school, which is why he has to go through all these grades. And it's, uh, it's an interesting premise. Um, sure. Just seeing a big, uh, a, a full grown man and a, a lunkhead, yeah, a doctor would call him a lunkhead sitting amongst children and mm-hmm. pushing them around by their heads. I assume so that'd be funny. Um, I think Bradley Whitford is the bad guy. Um, he's like his dad's like sniveling guy who like wants to take over the sure who plays the dad. I'm sure some guy, Burt Reynolds or something. Um, It's not Albert Finney. Albert Finney. I mean, Albert Brooks is, or is it an Albert? I'm going to look it up. I'm trying to think now that we just mentioned Tommy boy twice. I'm trying to think of why I like Tommy boy and cause the movie's fucking great. That's why. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But I feel like the same people would like Tommy Boy as like Billy Madison. So why do I have such a visceral? I think there's maybe a little bit more sympathy towards. I think there's Billy a little Madison. bit more heart in Tommy Boy. Maybe it's like a little bit more. I mean, we'll have to revisit that one because even though I can quote you many, many lines from it, I haven't seen the full movie in a long time. Show me the dad, Darren McGavin. I recognize him, but I I couldn't place him. Oh, a uh, Christmas Story. Oh, really? Okay. Here's the dad in Christmas. Story. Sure. Another favorite of mine. Huh. I think also, though, I will s- posit this, and maybe once we actually watch this, we can see if this is true. I feel like there's a little bit more. Je ne sais quoi. No, I feel like Chris Farley, while stupid, there was sort of like a innocence about him, whereas yeah. Adam Sandler, there just seemed to be like a bad mojo going on like yeah, it felt like, like he had more like the frat boy vibe yeah 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 like there's always like someone to make fun of whereas with chris farley he was the one being made fun of. like he made himself well and tommy boy had the sort of I, my favorite part was always the david spade like wormy acerbic right i always i wonder why spade. i really related to the wormy <laughs> acerbic sarcastic sidekick uh-huh i have no idea why well and, and but i think yeah i agree with that and i th- i think you know, and some of it's just the way he like it's not. Some of it's on purpose. Like he he plays someone who flies off the handle all the time in Billy Madison in oh, a lot Adam of his Sam, movies. Uh-huh. And I don't know how much of that is real or not, but he he does. It could like turn bad at any moment, kind of funny. Yeah. Where you're like, like if it was real life, you you wouldn't want to hang out with him because it'd be like he's funny, but he also punched Karen in the face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like like it could just get ugly at any moment. Yeah, I think that's right. I can't wait to watch Tommy Boy now. <laughs> Let's go watch Tommy Boy right now. Right, DJ? Like we agreed? Like we agreed? I would love to watch that movie. All right. Well, we can do that. But today we have to <laughs> eat our vegetables and watch Billy Madison, a sentence that's never been said. We're going to order pizza and watch Billy Madison because we are 37 years old and fuck you. That's why. That is a sentence Won't that's you been said. join us. Oh, do you want to do a thing? I'm going to pretend like I'm leading the show, even though you're clearly doing it. 
<laughs> oh, wait, let me stop you right there. Did you want to do a promo for Patreon? I do. Spring Whoa, has sprung. So weird. It's time. You know what comes with spring? Flowers. Uh, I don't know, like baby chicks and bunnies and shit. <laughs> and supporting your favorite podcast. Run Seamless. through the run through the sprinkler of audio content with sprinkler us. Sprinkler seems more summer. Yeah, you're right. Don't don't run through the sprinkler. You're you're jumping the gun a little bit. Run through the tulips of supporting a podcast. Yes, thank you. Patreon.com/slash your inner child is an idiot. Uh, if you support the show, you can give uh, as little as a dollar per episode. Uh, you'll get your name written in the written credits. You can uh, give a little more, get your name read in the end credits. Uh, get a drawing from Damon if you get a little more. Get uh, song. My songs are worth more than Damon's drawings. So if you give a Can't little a bit price more. On them. Don't ask him to put a price on them. Yeah, the pri- if you give a priceless amount, I'll do some songs <laughs> for you. <laughs> You give a priceless amount. Patreon.com slash your is an idiot. Help us keep making this podcast and not be poor, poor, poor men that make podcasts. Poor white privileged men making a difficult to Able-bodied. make. Watching movies for you. The sacrifices we make. I'm going to end this now. Patreon.com slash your is an idiot. So sorry to interrupt. I made myself uncomfortable. I'm sorry. You also sound like you were doing like a, a fratty snagglepuss. It just goes straight to Homestar Runner. <laughs> it's dot com. <laughs> uh, other people's jokes are funny. We watched Billy Madison. So you don't have to. By Tamara Davis. I meant to look up more about Tamara right. Davis. Tell me more about Tamara Davis, what has she directed? Uh, thank you. I'd like to point you uh, to my essay um, in uh, the 1998 winter issue of Film Quarterly. I was going to say monthly, but that's <laughs> obviously not true. Uh, it's called Tamara Davis, comma, won't you, question <laughs> mark? Which is the name I chose after many other options, presumably. <laughs> she is directed. I like to go with the first title I come up with. <laughs> She's directed Billy Madison. Yeah. Which is why we're talking about her. She's also directed such things as Half Baked. Half Baked. CB4. CB. Oh, with. Uh, with uh, Chris Rock. Yeah. She directed oh, some, God. <laughs> some episodes of Darren McGavin's Wikipedia page. <laughs> she directed uh, Crossroads uh, with. Crossroads with Ralph Macchio and Steve Vai, where he's like plays the guitar player. No, sorry, this is the reboot with Britney Spears. Ah, Britney, which of course is short for Britjamin, and she sells her soul to be the biggest pop star in the world for about five years. (laughs) But now she's a judge on America's Got Talent, or so you think you can, or American? No, she's on something. I feel like you're asking me this question. Damon, thank you so much for coming to me. I have a lot of knowledge of what former teen stars are doing now and which reality shows on which they're judges. And I definitely mm-hmm. uh, know the answer to what you said. What I like is your confidence. So it's she actually luring me in and making just, me feel at ease. Before, before I get to that, she, was, <laughs> sure. she did a Vegas show for a while. Correct. Was going to do it again. Now she's not going to. Okay. Um, the snake that she had at the MTV Movie Awards is still alive and well. And it's in college now. How old do you feel? In Tommy Lee Jones's house.
It just lives weird. there. Well, it's in a cage. It's in an aquarium. A large enough aquarium. Terrarium? Terrarium. It's not. <laughs> it's floating at the top of its aquarium. Thanks a lot, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> I meant Tommy Lee, but I said Tommy Lee Jones. I didn't even I process just, it I just until went later. With it. I just went with it. You know, the funny thing about the Tommy's Lee mm-hmm. is that one of them you would presume to own snakes, but the way you remember it is it's not that one. It's <laughs> right. the other one. Right. It's the worst mnemonic device possible. <laughs> Always think, oh, it's not the one I'm thinking oh, of. Oh, good news. We've forgotten the original question. What else did Tamara Davis direct? She's also directed episodes of Everybody Hates Chris, Ugly Betty. My name is Earl. Grey's Anatomy. Love Monkey. Single Ladies. No, wait, that's a different show than the one I'm thinking of. Uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, I do like that show. See? Uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Also liked the first season of that show. She did The Santa Clarita Diet, a show that is still on Netflix, but one day at a time couldn't keep that going. Uh, Hmm. And then, of course, she directed Future Man. Kevin probably saves her. Oh, Future Man is excellent, by the way. Oh, you really? Totally watch I tried to get Tyler to watch it because he's got a thing for Josh Hutcherson. He's in that a lot. He is in it, but Tyler still refuses to watch it. He's too proud. I've always said that about him. I don't think that's uh, going to be up Tyler's alley, but you should watch it. Mm. I think he's right to deny you <laughs> his company while deny you watch me the it. the satisfaction. But you should watch it. I think okay. you would like it. All right. So Tamara Davis, our friend, friend of the podcast, Randy Edelman, does the music. Also known as the guy who did the music for The Mask, I think. Oh, really? Can <laughs> turn your pretty face around and look up Randy Edelman. This is the Wikipedia hour with Damon and DJ. Usually we don't look up stuff. We oh, right, because just... I said, wait, who was the MVP this year? This year? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Julian Edelman. Yeah. I think I, I do remember me making that weird reference. The Mask. Gettysburg. So we've done everything but talk about Billy Madison so far. Weird. It's weird that that happened. Why don't you recap this madcap? You missed my joke. I'm going to just go ahead and say it again. Why don't you recap this madcap movie for me? You missed an opportunity because Adam Sandler consistently in this movie wears a cap. Yeah, you're right. Why don't you recap this madcap, bicapped movie? Also, he seems like someone who'd like Andy Cap. So if you could work that in there. Okay. Okay. What? Okay. Seriously, recap this movie. <laughs> uh, we pretty much already did. He's a rich, he, he stands to inherit the company from his rich father, but. Uh, Are you straight he's a loser. explaining Billy Madison to me? Listen. <laughs> this is not. What's a gay thing? This is not. Uh, Butt sex. Yentl. Uh, <laughs> but sex. <laughs> You're right about that. You're so right. I like both the Yentl and butt sex. Is the thing. That's uh, that's the queer shit right there. <laughs> Do some more of the queer shit and let's get this over. I like. I'm straight, so I like. I don't know. The A team and uh, Bigfoot. I guess. <laughs> Bigfoot, the, the half man, half ape, or the monster truck? Both, my friend. Bring it was a on. trick question. That proved you were straight. 
Um, uh, Billy Madison, <laughs> so our he, favorite movie to discuss. He stands to inherit the company. He's a loser. His dad finally has enough of his shenanigans and um, tells him, just forget about it. I'm giving the company to Bradley Whitford's character. The white Josh, guy from Get Out. Josh Lyman would have uh, elected Obama in a third, te- a third <laughs> term. Um, and Billy Madison says, no, 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 no. Let me come up with a zany scheme, which is that give me two weeks complete every grade, first through 12th, because the first time through his dad bribed everyone, which I guess he aced kindergarten. Turns turns out is a real thing. I had no idea that people were just bribing their way through school. Didn't you kind of have some idea though? I had absolutely every idea. Of course, that was, that was my sarcastic voice. You didn't understand. It sounds the same as your regular voice. So his his father agrees to it. If at the end of the period of uh, what is that? Twelve times two, twenty four weeks. Thank you. Six months. Um, You're if welcome. he has not been able to make it through all the all the courses, Eric gets the company, and if he does, he gets the company. So um, the if he does, Billy gets the company. Wimmer Eric doesn't get the company at the end of both scenarios. He hits some snags Okay, when we get to high school. What are some of those snags? Um, well, he's he's a loser now. He thought uh-huh. he, was, he was cool the first time he went through, but now he's a loser. Uh, but also, Eric sets up a trap for him. He sets him up, has uh, his former principal when he was in the elementary school say that Billy bribed him in order to pass him, which is not true this time. <clears throat> Mm. This mm-hmm. time it's not true, and so, and then the uh, the whole plan starts to fall apart. The dad's mad; he gives company to Eric, but then he says, "No, you have to believe me." And he sets up a academic decathlon, ten categories of academia. I guess I feel um, like it was twenty five, but okay. He challenges. Oh, deca de, deca. No, no, you're right. You're right. I was thinking of the last, the last part. That'd be with the, do with a the... deca, semi deca. No, I have no idea what the word for 25 <laughs> is. He challenges Josh Lyman to a uh, academic decathlon. Um, the last question is business ethics. Eric goes nuts, draws a gun on the crowd. Uh, eventually someone who had, Billy had called a loser when he was in high school. He calls him earlier and says, hey, are we cool? Turns out he's a kind of a psychopath who was going to kill him. Decides not to kill him, but at the end he saves Billy's life by shooting Eric, and everything's fine. He graduates. Is that what was that a graduation? That's yeah. I'll put an asterisk by it, but he graduates and he gets the company, but he doesn't want the company, so he gives it to Carl, who has been his kind of advisor this whole time. And which uh, really could have been done at the beginning. Could have just done that. Would have been a better thing to do in the first place and um that's pretty much it you're welcome thank you uh much like the plot of this movie that recap sort of unraveled near the end (laughs) (laughs) it's my patented style they call me the Tamara davis of recapping movies (laughs) okay so we sort of hinted at this yeah with the subplot with the principal where yeah. he says, well, Billy Madison gave me $5,000. What bothered me about that, and like we hinted at with the Varsity Blues, op- Operation Varsity Blues, like it is already like a ridiculous premise that only is happening because his dad is wealthy. Right. So, yeah, he didn't bribe him outright, but he did Dr. Dre it. 
He right. did the legal bribery, not the illegal bribery. Right. Like, there's no one else in the world would get this treatment unless they were also And how does rich. this prove you have a high school education? Just take Two G- weeks through each thing, he did a spelling bee and struggled with couch. Just take a GED, man. Just take a GED. I mean, uh, probably one of my main beefs with this movie is that the tone, like, starts out zany, semi-zany, and goes, like, one and a half times zany. Like, it gets crazier as it goes on. It gets, you think, from the beginning when he's chasing a penguin around, it gets zanier than that? (laughs) Well, I feel like I understood what was going on. Like, he is inebriated. He's seeing a penguin. Like, I get it. Right. Not everyone is acting insane yet. Like, he drives through rose bushes and people are annoyed at him. Fair. Uh, He doesn't accidentally call a serial killer who shoots, who saves the day in the end. And also, like, Chris Farley makes out with that same penguin at the end of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I feel like no one is making any sense at the end of this movie than they are at the beginning. Mm. Uh, So I feel like they could have explained, like, things like, oh, he doesn't want to get a GED. Or it could have... I really have lost my complete thread, but I'm just going to keep talking. He could, they could have like made a, made an attempt to explain like why he doesn't want to get his GED or something like that, or just gone full zany at the beginning, but it doesn't do any of these things. So it feels like two halves of this movie don't like line up. Mm. It felt honestly like an Adam Sandler sketch where it's just like sort of going on and on. And I mean, it's def- this is definitely like a, a sketch stretched like silly putty uh all to the ends of a movie like it's like all plot things are always sacrificed for the joke right like which i don't know in some senses it's like okay like Mm -hmm. you can kind of just be like yeah that's fine but it doesn't if you really try to like make too much sense of it then you're in trouble because there's all kinds of things that were like we we decided to go with the joke Instead of the thing that would make you understand what's happening. Right. Or like someone will act good hearted and immediately like backtrack on themselves. Yeah. Um, like the sexual assault joke um, in on the bus yeah. where, you know, one of the kids dares Billy to touch the teacher's boobs, Mrs. Vaughn. Uh, and then he Sonia says, uh, that's sexual assault. Do you double dare me, though? Which only made me go, oh, so you know it's sexual assault. Great. Yeah. Uh, Luckily, Sonia Sampras, uh, his, the Ms. Vaughn, is completely charmed by this whole thing. Oh, she loves sexual assault. Yeah. Loves yeah. it. Yeah. What do you got? Anything? Do you think that Adam Sandler in his life has ever seen a drunk person? <laughs> well, I mean, I think if you, you've seen a drunk person, they're hunched over. They walk with their hands outstretched in front of them, um, and they hallucinate wildly as alcohol is a known hallucinogen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just the uh, elephants from the cartoons, right? right exactly. You, you get a baby elephant drunk, it sees balloon elephants. Mm-hmm. You get Adam Sandler drunk, he sees a man in a penguin suit. It, it checks out. There it's... were a lot, a lot of wet footwear in this movie. Yeah. Everyone was jumping in the pool with their shoes on or had wet socks on on a slip and slide. The first shot of this movie, which immediately like put it like a million dollars in debt in my book, was that Billy Madison is in an inner tube in a pool with high tops on. Do you think it? I don't know why that revolts me to no end, but it disgusts me, for lack of a better term. 
to no end. I think, you know, it, despite being a, an anti-foot guy, uh, the him doing slip and slide with big, wet, slidey, floppy socks is Ugh. one of the grosser things. It's just movie. so, it's like when you uh, we watch a violent movie and someone gets shot through the head and you're like, yeah. And then like, like two minutes later, the hero like stubs his toe against the table. You're like, oh, because you know what that's like. I know what it's like to have wet socks on. I oh. would immediately take those socks off. Yeah. Throw them away. Gross. Just, just don't even dry them. These just socks are ruined. Um, do you think Adam Sandler has like a, won't show his feet on camera thing? Cause I mean, by the time we get to don't mess with the Zohan. He's all foot. All foot. There's a whole scene. Maybe he went to therapy. I don't know. If he does have a problem with feet, he certainly made a weird script around it where everyone has just got foot things going on. Do you think that's in the script? You think he improvised freezing his boot in nitrous uh, liquid nitrogen? That one, no. But uh, I'm not sure. The You don't think how choreographed the slip and slide scene is? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, all I could say was, like, by the time his girlfriend got in the pool in her shoes, I was about to throw up. <laughs> like, that whole pool is ruined. Dig it up and put a flower garden in. <laughs> Fill it in. It's fine. It's over. Uh, there was also a lot of, like, characters I felt like... I like broad characters, don't get me wrong. But I had trouble, like, sometimes figuring out... This is sort of similar to what we had with Heath Ledger in the last movie. And mm. in 10 things I hate about you. Uh, where I was like, Listen what to is our 10 the- things I hate about you for that, the rest of that joke, which if is... audio it. could be a link, that's what you'd click and just start <laughs> the other podcast. Um, where I couldn't, like, place, like, what... What is the broad stereotype this character is trying to imbibe? Like, Miss Lippy, his, his first grade teacher i was like what is a hippie i guess is she a hippie or is she just like completely insane uh she seems completely clueless as to how the world everyone in this movie is insane in one way or another almost Um, almost everyone we have a gay luchador wrestler we have um bradley whitford who also keeps statues of himself and also knocked his secretary into a coma um don't laugh don't laugh at that (laughs) We have the lunch lady who really loves sloppy joes. We have uh, Chris Farley who, um, breaking with his type, plays a larger fellow who gets angry very easily. <laughs> um, Norm MacDonald and and the other friend, like, they were kind of fuck-ups, but I couldn't, like... Norm MacDonald can never not play Norm MacDonald to me. Yeah. And just knowing who he is, this guy who likes, you know, saying outdated phrases like i don't want to tell any tales out of school and you know make weird references to 1940s musicals it's weird to buy him as like an idiot right (laughs) and just hearing him even with his crazy you know 1940s announcer voice try and play a moron i was like i'm not buying it norm (laughs) uh the other guy didn't recognize do you recognize him guess he's dead um and they're just sort of there throughout the movie they're just like his his slacker buddies at the beginning, and then they pop up now and again. Yeah, they just stay. They just stay slackers the whole time. I will say though, um, Bradley Whitford gets closest to a good broad character in that he is a villain who says things like, um, "Madison hotels are as good as mine," <laughs> uh, through clenched teeth. Yeah, he goes full arch, villain. full like soap opera yeah. villain, which was like, "This is what I want. Just give me this." I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jim Downey though has a great 
uh, Jim Downey plays the high school principal. He also has sort of a... Oh, yeah. I mean, he was a head writer on SNL for a long time. Um, but he has a great speech that I've seen cited elsewhere where, we, you know, he says... We used to quote this entire speech. I don't... I'll, I'll let you take it away. I don't I don't have it memorized anymore. No, but he he's, says something along the lines of, what you just said was the most insane, blah, blah, rambling, blah, blah, blah. And we're all dumber for having listened to it. You're wrong. Please go sit down. Or may God have mercy <laughs> I on your you soul. I award you no points. Yeah. May God have mercy That's on right. your soul. I remember at some point, my friends and I just memorized that entire thing and would say it to each other. Uh, it's a funny often. thing. It's a very funny bit. There are actually there are lots of quotes that I like. I still say some of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like his. Uh, he also is obsessed with the fact that his wife is cheating on him. Yes. Um, so some of the categories at the end of the decathlon and the in the sort of quiz section of the decathlon are all about his wife my cheating being, wife was my, one of being them, yeah. you know cheating on him um which are funny yeah so there are occasionally these characters that i'm like i get it but there's also the maid who seems to want to fuck billy madison yeah um there's uh the luchador who also wants to fuck billy madison which in that like it's set up as the joke but in that scene it's valentine's day and he's in first or second grade mm-hmm. at this point yeah and uh Miss Miss Vaughn's out and out sick, and so the principal is the substitute. And it's Valentine's Day, and he gets Billy gets a bunch of Valentine's Day from the little girls in his class, which is gross. But they're just kind of like winking at him, and he's you know he's he's just kind of smiling and being like hi, right? And then he gets one from the principal, and it says, "I want you, Billy." And then it says, "I'm horny." But P.S. P.S. I'm, I'm horny. horny. Postscript. Get a, a gross little wave. But mm-hmm. the funny thing is, like that's the only possible age-appropriate relationship in the whole <laughs> scene, but that's the joke. Right. It's just very weird. Uh, and I thought we would make it through. I was like, okay, we just had that one homophobic joke, but then right at the end, the movie was like, gotcha, here's a second homophobic joke where the the uh, principal um, hugs Billy at his graduation and says, I'm still horny, and then just starts like starts grinding on like him. Kind of assaulting him, yeah. Ugh. 90s, can we just... Don't drag me into this. If you want to make a shitty movie, make it. But don't, like, drag me into the midst of it. You're in it, man. I will say this. I love the O'Doyles. Yeah. Um, ever, uh, O'Doyle because, roles. I mean, he's skipping through each class. Uh, each class seems to have a corresponding kid from this family, the O'Doyles. And they will, you know, always Bunch do something bullying and then, and then say, O'Doyle rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... There is a weird setup to a joke when they go on a field trip. When they, being Billy Madison's class, goes on a field trip, Chris Farley's character throws a banana peel out the side of the bus. And there are several times where there's just like interspersed between scenes a shot of that banana peel rotting on Those the highway. Those weeks pass, yeah. I, I was like the weeping willow in Harry Potter 3. I'm like, is this just telling us the passage of time? <laughs> um, and then... At the end, even before the climax, it seems like a scene that would just like pop up like mid credits or something yeah. these days. But this is like before the climax is just all the O'Doyles packed in a car, just chanting O'Doyles rule, O'Doyle <laughs> rules. And then they hit the banana peel, which, by the way, does nothing. <laughs> banana peels are not sticky or slippery. They start skidding and they crash off the cl- off a cliff that is conveniently placed by the highway. And their car blows up. And they're all dead. They're dead. Which I enjoyed. That was my probably my favorite 
joke. I like that you hated all the O'Doyles, this banana peel's here, takes like 90 minutes to get there, but now all these children are murdered. <laughs> uh, two things. One, our friend Rachel Briggs would vehemently disagree with you on That's banana peels. That's true. She peels. is the only person I know who has slipped on a banana peel. Several times. That's <laughs> true. It's happened twice. Two. O'Doyle rules is definitely one of the quotes that people say all the time. Like, But it's always after doing something like... It'd be like jokingly shitty thing. Like your friend semi-dumping your jo- your books or something. Oh, uh-huh. And they'd be like, oh, Doyle rules. But then they'd like help you clean it up or something. Because they're not, friends. It's not made for like real bullying because then it's just like, you know they all died. <laughs> That's what you say if yeah. it's real bullying. <laughs> yeah. You know you're going to die one day. Um, speaking of you're all going to die, yes. the old man um, who apparently uh, Billy Madison puts poop mm-hmm. in a bag on... Or shit, sorry, shit in a bag. He called the shit poop. Um, that's one of the lines that did make me chuckle. In the first third one of this the- movie, they're, they are very rare. Um, but the the old man sees the bag, steps on it, because it's flaming. You know how it goes. Um, he calls it, he says aloud, oh, there's poop in here or something. And Adam Sandler, mocking him, says he called the shit poop. Like a moron We used to say that all the time. Uh, And then uh, the old man says, you're all going (laughs) to die. And then we never see him again. Although we do hear that that, uh, Adam Sandler does like leaving shitty bags of flaming poop uh, everywhere. Although that is a line that, I mean, a person with with, uh, barely a high school education, I remember, um, it reminds me of this one time I was called a gay fag. In high school, and I was like, as opposed to a straight fag, and it was the only time in my life that I've ever had a comeback <laughs> that actually shut someone up, like in a movie. And he went, oh, well, and all these other straight guys just mocked the other straight guy, and we all had this moment of like, what a fucking moron. <laughs> I'm a fag, though. <laughs> but he's right. But he's an idiot. Given his original presupposition, <laughs> he was correct. I just want to say this guy was right, but I'm just making fun of the syntax of gay fag. Um, do you want to talk about um, Buscemi and his kind of weirdly kind of, I don't know if you call it even transphobic or kind it's, of no, not even. I, can't, I don't know. It was a, a weird moment where. Just the movie was like spinning its wheels for a minute and um, out of nowhere, <laughs> the teacher, uh, Mrs. Miss Vaughn, says to Adam Sandler after they've already like, I guess, consummated their relationship of some kind. Uh, she says, you know, maybe the people you mistreated in high school or, you know, were good people, too, or some bullshit where all of a sudden I'm supposed to deal with the fact like, oh, was he also a bully? All I thought was he was an idiot. But now I have to deal with the fact that Billy Madison yeah, is also yeah. a bully, bully. And the movie's like, don't worry about it. We're only going to really talk about it for two minutes. Uh, he calls uh, one of the kids he bullied when he was uh, in high school, who's played by Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi forgives him. And he make, he says he reacts like most most normal people would. Right. He's like, oh yeah, oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. I and then he turns over remember. his shoulder to a list he has, which is titled "People to Kill." <laughs> crosses Billy Madison, who's like the third or fourth person on the list, pulls out a chip of uh, a tube, tube, a chip, a tube of pink lipstick, puts it on his face very quickly, and then lays down uh, in a pensive gaze towards the. He like does it like couch. he's relieved, like. Ah. Uh, 
I don't know. I guess it was just to connote. I mean, it's probably lightly transphobic or lightly queer phobic. At yeah. least I don't know what it would be. I don't even think Adam Sandler would be like, "I want to make fun of the transgenders." No, it's not. He that's doesn't even have, uh, you know, the wherewithal. It's to similar to like the um, that's a thing that's happened in several movies, including like Mrs. Doubtfire, the one that's coming to mind, where it's like, you know, the queer shit. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's just like, kind of a you pile, get it, all that stuff, a pile of other that I can make fun of. Um, but Steve Buscemi does save the day by shooting Bradley Whitford in the ass at mm-hmm. the very end to which Adam Sandler says, I'm glad I called that guy. Right. Um, I don't know. It's one of those things. I mean, maybe it's not my place to even say this, but I'm like, I'm not that offended by it, I guess. Right. It's lesser than the humping principle. The the bit of him, you know, turning around and crossing his name off people to kill is a good bit. It's funny. Right. And I did say, like, that was another instance of the movie, like, oh, wow, that was a really great line. Ah, shit, you ruined it almost immediately. <laughs> yeah. um, I have to get these quotes out of my system here. There's, Go ahead. There's a lot of things that I remember. I'm sure there's more than this. There's a lot of things that I would quote with my friends. Um, when he's when Billy's drunk and laying on the ground in, in the beginning of the movie, he like interrupts a party of uh, of business associates like walking up to the house, and he just kind of collapses in front of them. And then as they're walking by, he just goes leg and grabs someone, which is a thing that we did. Sure. Um, the little Trisket crackers uh, conversation um, that Bradley Whitford and. Mm-hmm. Carl, I don't know the actor's name, uh, have, he's just like, oh, I had some Triscuit crackers in the car. I didn't know delicious cr- Triscuit ca- crackers were an option. And, uh, we used to say that back and forth all the uh-huh. time. Uh, we were very cool. Um, stop looking at me. Swan was a thing that I've uh, said. More uh-huh. than once. Um, that's not good, but I still said it. <laughs> um, um, oftentimes when I would, uh, sometimes still when I get full and I'm rubbing my own uh, protruded belly. I'll uh-huh. say, "Oh, he's going to be a soccer player," <laughs> which um, I'm not saying I'm proud of it. I'm just saying I do it. Sure. Um, we used to all the time. We would quote uh, Chris Farley's bit when he'd be like, "That Veronica Vaughn, she's one <laughs> nice piece of age," <laughs> and I know from experience. And he's like, "No, you don't." <laughs> well, I had a friend. No, you don't. But you can imagine what it'd be like. <laughs> And then he also was great, good, great, grand, wonderful. <laughs> also say that. Uh, two more. Uh, Yahoo for school. We <laughs> say that all the time. The end too. And he's giving his commencement address, I guess. His speech at the end. He's at like, his own home. Yahoo for school, he says. Uh, also, when Carl interrupts him and Veronica Vaughn making out, he says, hey, Carl, good to see you. <laughs> I did like that. It's very good. That's, that's it. I'm sure there's more, but those are the main ones that I would quote. Did were you? You know, you, you didn't see this, but when people were <laughs> quoting this at school, would they do you recognize anything from this movie? No, I like, thought I would like have little uh, weird deja vu moments, but I didn't have any of those. Well, this is a terrible thread to bring up. Then I'll just delete this from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I asked you. <laughs> You know what I like to say about improv? No, but that's my rule. Uh, I want to say like the first act of this movie, I feel like Billy Madison never gave me like what is like there was a legitimate concern of mine that he might need more than just two weeks of high school. I mean, I still think that, but I mean, he might need extensive therapy 
Mm. Like he has a learning disability, at least like he there's no moment where he like sort of breaks this facade. And I'm like, is there something wrong with him? Like I turned to you and said that at one point. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of because like every scene, like the pool scene where he's sort of talking to himself about suntan lotion. He has heat stroke and is chasing after a penguin. Uh, he is then in the pool talking to shampoo and conditioner and his swan shaped faucet. Uh, and then he sits down at dinner where he's speaking, screaming gibberish at Bradley Whitford. Those are like his first four scenes. Yeah. It's the first 20 minutes of the movie. I'm like, what is going on? Like, what's wrong with him? Well, we see like... It's only until like he gets yeah. to school, he acts like a normal person, like having conversations with people. I'm like, oh, he may be okay. Yeah, he kind of, it kind of like slowly kind of has like more normal behavior. I think the one thing I was kind of expecting to happen, I knew it didn't in retrospect, like if I had thought about it more, but I was expecting maybe something I had missed from the years since I've seen this when they go to like, uh, it's towards the end when he's like in going into high school, when, uh, Veronica comes to his house and he's living in the tent, he's living in this giant tent right. out in the yard. Cause there's too many people in his house. And, um, in that tent, he's got like the tale of two cities. He's a got poster like, of Einstein. Poster of Einstein. And he's got like music. Like clearly, he's practicing a musical instrument. There's like music on a music stand, but none of that is really ever explained. They, they even comment on Tale of Two Cities and like I understand nine words in that book now, which is like you presume it's a joke, right? right. Like, but it it seems like there maybe could have been more there. Like he's Why do actually you have a tale of two cities. Like yeah, he can he can actually. He's interested in that book. He read the book. He's practicing an instrument. But we don't actually see any of that. Right. And later, like, part of the ac- academic decathlon is instrument, and he can't play clarinet at all, even though he's chosen clarinet as his right. instrument. Like, I thought I, – I did have the feeling that that scene was going to be like, oh, he's actually fairly intelligent. He's or just, at least can hold his own. He just, like – He's unmotivated. Off. Yeah, he's yeah. unmotivated. But the movie didn't – the movie seemed to go there and then was like, no. Well, they – they did the whole the classic of what you're supposed to do as a writer, which is tell, don't show. Because <laughs> they show Veronica Vaughn like when so Billy kind of gives up after Eric frames him, and then Veronica comes over and like kick, and like beats him up and like uh, in a pool soaking wet. Yeah, and then and she's like, you 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 can do this. You just don't want to, or you're like you have all these things. You have ambition and intelligence, but you you're scared to use it or whatever. But like, what evidence do we have of that? Yeah, at all? he seems dangerously unqualified to do. Almost anything. Yeah. I was scared for him in the pool. And that would have been like in the tent. The tent scene would have been a really good opportunity to show that. And they would have needed like five seconds. Yeah. Just show I, him. Like, I am looking for the barest attempt. Yeah. It would It would have been. Maybe it was in there and they just cut it. But but it was. It would have been like, oh, okay. But All right. Good. Didn't... Fine. I'll check that box. Yeah, Moving on. Go yeah. ahead. Have Chris Farley make out with a penguin. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I get that. Uh, I do want to say um, for Miss Vaughn, uh, she starts the movie as uh, a self-possessed, intelligent woman mm-hmm. and ends the movie uh, fighting with Adam Sandler in a pool wearing a white, yeah. a white uh, button-up shirt. She then ends up in a St. Pauli girl's outfit during a weird musical sequence, which I actually enjoyed. Um, and then she... Um, plays a strip quiz, like strip flashcards with Adam Sandler, where if he gets a question right, she takes off her clothes. What I'm trying to say is that this is the most feminist movie I've ever seen. 
What you want to do is uh, degress. Your yeah, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen a movie like actually take away autonomy from a woman <laughs> in real time. Um, why? So uh, towards the end, of the, in the at the end of the academic decathlon, Eric, you know, raises a gun and like threatens everyone mm-hmm. and points it at Veronica and Billy. The full soap opera villain. Thank yeah. you, Bradley Whitford. And then he's at graduation. <laughs> he's I actually not, appreciated that he was there. He's not been arrested he's or just detained. sitting on a donut because he got shot in the butt. It's actually probably the most realistic. He is, you know, that's a, true. an executive level rich person. That's so, true. You know, he brought a gun, you know, Second Amendment. He's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about that's it. That's fair. Um, I do enjoy. <laughs> Watching Adam Sandler pelt children with dodgeballs. I, don't I know feel why. like that was the reason this movie was made. That it was Vaughn in a pool. Yeah, they they wanted to just watch him beat the shit out of little kids, like really just fucking bean them. Yeah, and like you watch that ball just bounce off of them like a wall. And you know, Asterix. This is from IMDb trivia, so I have no idea if it's true. But uh, they said apparently they had to cut from the scenes. Quickly to make sure they didn't catch any of the children crying. <laughs> um, gotta let Adam be Adam, you know. I did write right. Well, one note I want to say because we've already mentioned this several the this character several times, but I wrote my first note for this movie is Penguin. Period. Sure goes on, doesn't it? <laughs> that yeah. sequence probably a good solid five minutes of yeah. him chasing a yeah. a besuited penguin man, um, but. I did also write, um, have the props guys ever seen a magazine? Oh, yeah. We had some magazine problems in this. <laughs> There's an early scene that I actually didn't mention. One of the first uh, five scenes of Billy Madison is that he runs, drives to the mailbox in a little golf cart. Um, it's Nudie Magazine. It's, it's Nudie magazine, magazine Day. They yeah. come in on Tuesdays. And he gets the Nudie Magazines, which include something, She-Mail, was with the title mm-hmm. of one. Um, and... What was the other one? Old old chicks? Over 80 or something. Yeah. And drunk then the chicks. third one was drunk chicks. And every magazine just has a blank back cover. It's like made in craft in art class. Yeah. It's just like construction paper as the back cover. Yeah. Not an ad, nothing. Just You could have just had a sexy girl in a bra like on a phone for like a hotline. No attempt made. And then later when Bradley Whitford bra- blackmails the elementary school teacher who he finds out is a luchador wrestler who killed someone in the ring, he has a wrestling magazine from 1983 in his pocket and on the uh, back cover is just the front cover's image super small <laughs> and I'm like any attempt that was made i mean that also like goes on the first grade in the first grade scenes uh mrs lippy oh, rings, yeah, book re- reads a book about a dog and the the cover of the book looks like it was drawn with oil pastels within seconds of her picking it up it's like all smeared and just a piece of shit you know we don't uh get to criticize props departments enough Hey, props department, go fuck yourself. You're shit, mate. Get out of here. It was probably like one of Adam Sandler's friends. <laughs> it was Rob Schneider. <laughs> you know what he was doing to make all those magazines? Making copies. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were pulling a, a Harry Xanthopoulos and you were going to tell me he was laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> well, he is now because his daughter is El King. And she has to send 10% of her proceeds yeah. back to Rob Schneider <laughs> yeah. at all times. Um, 
Also, my second note, by the way, is, is he going to be walking like that through the whole movie? A valid question. Kind of. Um, this is a, in a weird subgenre of movies where the villain is right. I, I mean, he's not right in that he should have the company, but he is right in that Billy should not have the Correct. company. Correct. Yeah. And that is like how he's, he's like, do you really want to put the, the jobs of 60,000 people yeah. in his hands? And the father seems like, yeah. He, I do, as long as he can sort of pass this very low bar. Pretty uh, realistic depiction of a nepotism sponsoring rich CEO when he's like, yeah, it's fine. Bernie Sanders actually uh, was a hardcore capitalist until he watched Billy Madison. Do you know that? <laughs> that's, that's what, that's what switched <laughs> that's him. He's like, wait, I'm starting to think that the millionaires and the billionaires <laughs> are what's driving this country apart. In 1995, <laughs> when Bernie Sanders finally... Saw Billy Madison. Yeah. Wait, I just want to point out that uh, Adam Sandler has dead vacant eyes, like a like a doll's eyes. Wow. Yeah, like sometimes when when he was drunk, he was just like sort of moving his jowls about, and his eyes would not move from one point, and they were just black, mm. black like, like the sea at night. Mm. I think he's killed a man. Okay. Let's, Let's go to the verdict. Burst of violence. If any, if uh, history is our guide, I'll have like a whole new set of five points I want to talk about during my verdict. <laughs> All right, let's go. I like. Do we have to go to a new location? You so say it like we're about to get up. Come on, let's go. Hey, kids, come with me. DJ, you go first. This one's kind of tough because... Because you lost your virginity this it's, movie. This movie is stupid. Um, it's silly, it's zany, and it's not maybe as funny as I thought it was, but it still did make me laugh in some parts, but it's mostly like, huh. And then silence for the next scene. Um I have to go with your inner child as an idiot. I'm going to have to keep on the harsh side uh, because I not only if I had just liked this movie, I think I might go be a little kinder to my my former self. But uh, I loved this movie and quoted it all the time. And it's pretty dumb. Um, And I know that and I knew it then even. It's not (laughs) Uh like I was holding it up as like I just – thought it was funny and liked it. And it is funny, but it's maybe not as funny as I thought when I was yeah. 13 or whatever. What do you think? I mean, I don't think that's any surprise that you're in a child is an idiot. This yeah. is, a, this is, I mean, I don't, I don't begrudge. Like if a movie could keep me like, huh, 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 like a 10 things I hate about you, which I think I also said was, was yes. good. Um, but at least like I did like keep, uh, I was like charmed in parts, like consistently. This had long stretches where the three of us, uh, you, me, and your wife, were just sitting in silence, <laughs> like for 15, 20 minutes at a time. Yeah. And it was just like, this is tough to watch. This is not enjoyable to watch. It feels like someone gave the kid the keys to the car, and you're like, why? Why Why was this person given a movie? Uh, it feels like... Um, 
It feels like the train is like barreling down the tracks and they're just sort of like, fuck, we just got to keep putting stuff down. Sure, he has a tent all of a sudden that's full of smart things. And, oh, maybe, you know, the principal was bribed and the principal goes on TV to discredit Billy. And then, you know, within five minutes, that plot's wrapped up and we're moving on to an academic decathlon. We just got to keep moving until the climax. Well, the good news is they never gave him a movie again. Oh, They learned their lesson. I mean, the sad thing is, like, when I read reviews of Adam Sandler's movies now, where the critics are like, oh, here's Adam Sandler again, sleepwalking through a movie. I'm like, he has been sleepwalking through movies since the very first movie. This is not a good movie, and no one makes any attempt. Like, I appreciate, I actually think it gets better as it goes on, as it gets just, it loses all bearing to any semblance (laughs) of reality and just is completely like batshit insane by the end. Like I would appreciate the last third of the movie being consistent with the first two thirds of the movie. But I feel like the first two thirds of the movie was like, we're going to make a real movie. And it was like, (laughs) ah, and then they just got sort of like fell apart at the end. It's just like a piece of shit at the end. The piece of shit is just so Dada-esque that you're like, whatever, (laughs) fuck it. I don't care. O'Doyle's, all of them are dead now. The clown's still alive. The clown's still alive. We're all singing a song for some reason. I did like the musical number. Mrs. Vaughn is won over by the fact that Adam Sandler splashed water on his crotch to simulate micturating on himself because that won her over. That's when she realized he was a good person. What in the fuck? I mean, peeing your pants is cool. Everyone, everyone his age is yeah. <laughs> an old woman. You know what I we realized? We say that all the time also. <laughs> that is a great line. Uh, if peeing in your pants at school, call me Miles Davis. That woman I realized, I recognized her from somewhere, and I remember it's from Kids in the Hall. She's one of the 30 Helens that agree. <laughs> I was like, I know that cute old woman's face, and that's what I knew her from. Uh, what do you think, everybody? Email us, yourinachildlessinidiot at gmail.com. Tell us what else you want us to watch. Talk about whatever, 615-576-0525. Let us know uh, your memories of this movie and others and uh, leave us a message. We'll play it on the show. Uh, you can find us on all the social meds. You can become a patron of the podcast at patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. We want to thank our current patrons, including Jacob Grimm, Corey Cummings, Brandon Hardy, Christina Brooklyn, his honor, the mayor, Jeremy Powlin. Joshua Nicholson, Karen Kurd, Larissa Maestro, Dan McIntyre, Ghosts in the Burbs, Jonathan Day. Thank you so much for supporting us. We really appreciate it. If you want to become a patron like them, patreon.com slash your inner child's an idiot. Damon, why don't you take us out with your famous, your world famous oh. Adam Sandler impersonation? Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Now do Chris Farley. <laughs> Great, wonderful, good. <laughs> Grant. Can you can hear you? me getting red? I can. Uh, can you believe that he was on cocaine? <laughs> I did I had never heard that. You know, I'm gonna